Blue Wire. All right, guys. So welcome to episode number 25 of That's What Be Said. I'm your host, Bree Rust at Breezy Clee. Um, as you can see, this is special because we are coming at you live via the Hot Mics app. So we're hoping that you can put some faces to names. We get a lot of questions on whose voice is who. Uh, we think we sound distinctively different, but I know you guys don't feel that way. So I'm going to introduce my host, Brittany Mollis at Bird's Eye View. Brittany, wave to the people. I'm not going to say what I already said because <laughs> no. you heard me. Yeah, <laughs> my Meredith mic was edit, on. Meredith, Meredith can edit this. And then Meredith oh, is here. God. I said she is with clothes on. So Meredith is here. Still with clothes on. Yes. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, we were just saying that we should probably maybe consider not having Meredith wear clothes. We might get more people tuning in. But we can decide that. <laughs> Why only me, though? Know. Oh, my goodness. All right. I mean, it... We all have, we're all in this together, ladies, okay? So I don't know why I got volunteered to have no clothes I on. You wouldn't be able to tell because a difference you're... with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I am wearing my Jesus Tony shirt. Can you guys see that? This is... Let's see. Tony. I got to stand up a little. Jesus Tony. Right. And my brown's flannel. I don't know. Are these colors going to be outdated by tomorrow? We're going to get into that. We'll find out. They might. Uh, and it's, you have to explain, uh, you have to explain your oh, balloon, yeah, we're gonna get there. I just wanted to give the people, the people that are tuning in live, just a quick rundown as to how this is going to work. So here's how it's going to go. If you are joining us live on the app, um, again, comment, interact. The chat box is open. We want you guys to all interact with each other, get to know each other well, drop your Twitter handle in so we know who you are, that you're here with us. Uh, we're going to be going through a topic, um, topics of conversation. We have Browns uniforms chat to get into. We have some Browns roster moves, uh, a little bit of MLB stuff. And we're going to do a live Ask Me Anything. So stick around to the end because we will get your questions live via the chat box. Um, however, don't be discouraged if we aren't getting back to you on the chats right away. We are still planning to release this episode um, nor via our normal platforms tomorrow. So Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. Um, so we just want to make sure that this goes smooth for our people that listen, download, and don't join us live. So we're not ignoring you. We just have our script in front of us. Um, so you're going to see some behind the thing, behind the scenes things happening. Uh, we do edit out things occasionally, but as you can see, I flubbed the very beginning. So hopefully that'll be smoother for tomorrow. All right. So guys, there's not a lot happening in the sports world. We all know this, but in Cleveland, there's always things happening. And today... It's Baker Mayfield's birthday, you guys. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, birthday, Baker. Oh, Meredith. Happy can't... birthday, Bakery. <laughs> so this is why I have a number six behind me. I bought this for Baker Mayfield. You are so festive, Brie. I, that's a lie. I bought it for my daughter's sixth birthday two weeks ago, and it was just in my basement. <laughs> so I hope Baker doesn't feel too special. Uh, so... I mean, he should, because uh, little dude gave him a special message today that you posted on Twitter. Yeah, little dude, yeah. he thinks that I have, like, a direct line to Baker Mayfield. Like, my Twitter, he thinks, is my phone that texts Baker Mayfield, which I have to try to explain <laughs> to him. Like, no, I can't just call him. Well, save that uh, save that for a little bit later, because I feel like it's going to be a little earth-shattering to him, like maybe finding out the tooth fairy isn't real. So I would save that for when he's a little bit older. Because as of right now, I feel like you can still say like, oh, well, Baker Mayfield is going to tell you to take your medicine. So yeah, any form of bribery works in my house. <laughs> keep that in your back pocket until, you know, keep the magic alive. That's right. I feel bad that Baker's never responded to any of your little dude tweets. Listen, I'm okay with it, Brittany, because people think that I am just clamoring for Baker's attention, which I have to say, like, not the case. He's way too young for me. He's a married man. I'm a married woman, mind you. Wait, like, they think you, you want him? I think they think that I, like, <laughs> I'm, like, craving oh his attention. And the reality is, like, no. my kids just, like, love him. So I'm just being a mom. You are mom. the mommiest mom. And I yes. love you for it. Yeah, did you see my outfit earlier on Instagram? If you want to talk, like, mom, mom. I didn't. No. What was it? Oh, I think I saw you were wearing Crocs, right? Yeah, I was wearing Crocs with socks. <laughs> it's like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> Do you wear socks with Crocs? Um, um, I also realized when I took the photo of my legs that I had a stain on my legging, and it was like vanilla frosting, so like very questionable looking. So I had to, I had to quantify like this is vanilla frosting that dripped down my leg. 
gonna say, how do you get frosting on your leggings? Because I made cupcakes and the frosting melted. And I was like, this is too perfect. I have to post this because I actually went outside in my neighborhood walking the dogs like this. I like I am beyond caring. Beyond caring. <laughs> I think we're all there. Yeah, Ange saw my outfit and um, sent me a message like, what is going on? I was like, I don't know, Ange, but <laughs> zero Fs have been given right now. Zero Fs. Uh, but back, <laughs> back to Baker, you guys. So we're going to do something fun because he turns 25 today, and we wanted to celebrate Baker by sharing our favorite Baker Mayfield moment, but also a cringy Baker Mayfield moment. So we're going to toast and roast our franchise quarterback. Please join in on the comments. Um, I'm sure you guys all have favorites to share but also like he's done some pretty cringeworthy things so Brittany I'm gonna kick it off to you to share your moments first and then Mayor will kick it over to you and I'm sure we maybe cross over but maybe not okay so do you want the cringe or the good first whatever you think Britt the toast uh, or the roast the toast right. or the roast I like that alright let's do let's do the bad first I feel like that's a good way to go so I'd say the cringe for me is the entire Colin Cowherd era. Ooh, that ho- really all of cringy it. for Bake. Yes, Bake, yes. Like I'm, we're on a first. Just time because, like, you're. I don't fault Baker for doing that, but because that's you know that's who he is. But you know, as someone who has a lot of trolls on the internet, <laughs> you or Baker? Stop! Wait, you or Baker? <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. (laughs) Even I would never respond to Colin Coward. Like, you know what I mean? There's, and I'm, I'm glad that I think now we're finally at a point with him where he's going to put all that behind him and he's maturing and he understands that this is not a good use of his time. It doesn't make him look any better. So, you know, I, I think we're all past that now. So that was my cringe. Now, the good, I'd say it's a toss-up. So the first one is the the Night of the Jets game, which we just did on Hot yes, Mike. How did. about that? I remember sitting there thinking, you know, as a Browns fan, you always think, oh, this is going to be different. This is, you know, this is the year, blah, blah, blah. But I remember sitting there watching him thinking, this is, like, this is special. Like, this kid is special. I think he has... Everything that, that the city of Cleveland wants, you know, in, in a, not just a quarterback, but, you know, like a franchise player. Um, so, like, that night was especially uh, memorable for me. And then also, like, some of my favorite Baker moments are when he he's running down the field at full speed to celebrate, you know, after he hands off to Nick Air, Chubb wait, and stuff. Airplane arms? Is it like? helicopter yeah that that's actually i read your comment in the rundown i was like that you 100 percent nailed it like he is the best because he loves his teammates so much and you could see it all the time like you never have to question if baker has their back he always just does and you see it even when you know he's not trying to put it out there he's just running down the field full speed just to celebrate with Nick Chubb, like, you know, things like that. That's when I love Baker. And that's when Baker's the most Baker to me. I love that. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Meredith. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, Meredith. I know. That's going to be a tough one. <laughs> um, should I start with the roast or the toast? Think, Are we doing roasts yeah, first? Yeah, I think people want to hear the roasting. The roasting first. Okay. So I have a few. Um, I think the biggest cringe moment for me from Baker was when he was talking about Duke Johnson and wanting a trade. And he kind of made, I forget exactly what the comment was, but he made a comment about guys wanting money or, you know, if you don't want to be here, you're not going to be here. And that's really cringy because that's not supportive of your teammates. I don't know how you can go into a locker room after making those comments very publicly, um, Andrew Barry had a conference call earlier this week, and he was asked about uh, getting rid of John Dorsey's guys or what is he doing about talent that was acquired by previous regimes. And Andrew Barry's comments were, you know, if they are here, they are orange and brown. They are a Cleveland Brown. You know, it's not about my guys versus his guys. It's, you know, everyone is here. Everyone gets a chance. 
And that's the type of comment that Baker should have made when he was asked about Duke Johnson. So uh, that was a little cringy. But then again, I want to say that was that was recent last year. So again, it's one of those moments that you hope that he matures out of. Um, and the other cringy moment was earlier this in the most recent season where he uh, had multiple facial hair changes throughout the same game. <laughs> he shows up with a beard and then he's in a Fu Manchu and then he's got a goatee and then he's got something else. And I don't know. <laughs> and I think that was the game where he showed up looking like a wet bandit. <laughs> I, I can't remember because there were, there were a few games where he was looking a little ragtag after the game, but uh, the one where he shaved multiple times throughout the game was Wow. It's not a great moment. <laughs> How could I forget that? He had like four different mustaches. <laughs> it yeah. was so bad. So I've, I've noticed that on um, Instagram for a lot of guys who are in uh, quarantine right now, a lot, they'll like grow out their beards and then like they'll post just stories and every page of their story is a different facial hair until they're completely clean shaven. Um, I actually find that kind of entertaining. I think it's funny. That's what that reminded me of. All right. Quarantine facial hair. Well, yeah, the quarantine beards are out in full force. That is that is yes. accurate. All right. Yes. So my Baker roast, um, you guys already touched on it, and a lot of people in the comments are mentioning this as well, but you, you all know I'm ride or die for Baker. <laughs> so there's not mm -hmm. much that he does that I don't like. Um, I can always spin it in a way where I'm like, oh, well, that's just Baker, and he's going to do it because that's just who, who his personality is. I will defend him. I will not defend him for certain acts in parking lots, but that we don't know if that's confirmed true. But I will say I true. was very cringe when he showed up looking like the wet bandit from Home Alone. <laughs> but then, like, yeah. it wasn't even his outfit of choice alone. It was the fact that then he got roasted by, was it Macaulay Culkin that legit roasted him? Yes, so yes, it was, like, it was. You yeah. played really poorly on the field and then you show up at the press conference looking like a hot mess. I mean, the white yes. t-shirt alone was like, it was like the white t-shirt that looked like maybe was stained yellow with sweat stains and then he had like the long Ugh. double-breasted <laughs> trench coat where you were like, are you solving a case? His hair was like raggedy and wet. <laughs> I don't know. He just did not look like a stereotypical franchise quarterback, which I don't know what they look like, no. but it was not that. Uh, so Baker, do better than that. Do better than that. So then yes. my favorite Baker moment, my toast to Baker is similar to what Brittany was saying. Britt, you talked about when he stepped in against the Jets. I think his personality mm -hmm. is just the perfect fit for Cleveland. Uh, he's blue collar, yes. hardworking, underdog mindset and mentality. I couldn't imagine really having any other quarterback in this role. And we've had a lot in this role. Um, so when mm -hmm. we got to open the Bud Light fridges and it was because our heroic quarterback that was not allowed to start under Hugh Jackson came in and like willed us to that victory, man, I just keep going back to that moment and I'm hanging on yes. to it with all of my might because I have faith that that Baker Mayfield will be back in 2020. He will be. Oh, I forgot to do my toast. I was so busy roasting. I thought you toasted forgot him. To do my toast. <laughs> no, I, 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 like, I roasted only roasted him and I didn't even realize it because I view the roast <laughs> I didn't as realize toast. it either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to I want to give a toast because I don't want to be the negative Nancy over here that's just uh killing Baker Mayfield, but I would say <laughs> So, um, my, my favorite, I have a few favorite moments from his, um, one of my favorites was after the, uh, Thursday night jets win, um, in his post-game press conference, Jarvis Landry crashed the press conference with a bless him t-shirt. Um, I guess he had planned on giving it to Baker after his first win on, on a Sunday, but obviously his first win came on a Thursday. So there was this amazing moment between Baker and Jarvis during the press conference where Jarvis goes, it ain't gotta be Sunday. And they hugged and it was adorable and I loved it. Um, and then also, I don't think a lot of people get to see this. Um, they hear it a lot. So when you have those comments where he goes, Oh, I woke up feeling pretty dangerous today. And everyone loves those comments. Sometimes it's his, uh, attitude and his demeanor when he says those things, like it's very flirtatious. And if I recall correctly, uh, I think that particular press conference where he said he was feeling dangerous, he kind of like winked and gave a little nod and a smile. Like he knew what he was doing. He was pretty much flirting yeah. with the media at that point. Yeah. And, and I love, I, I just, I love that moment. That was just so 
my boss like leaned over to me in that moment and he goes, Baker just won the room. Yes. So that was, yes. uh, yeah, that was, that, that was a favorite Baker moment for me too. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because he has those moments where he wins an entire room within the media and mm-hmm. fans flock to him and love him. But then he has his like Jesus Tony moments where he just literally straight up divides a fan base, like 50, 50. Yes. So like, I yes. just think it's so interesting because his whole mindset and approach has always been like, this is me. This is who I am. And he's very unapologetic about that, which I respect as a person. Like you have to own who you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think last year he got away with that even more under the personnel that was hired with Freddie kitchens. Like he almost was too comfortable. And I don't think he had anyone really reprimanding him or helping him in that stage of his game. So it'll be interesting to see which Baker we get this year, but I didn't put this in the rundown, so I'm just throwing this at you guys. But did you happen to mm-hmm. catch Joe Burrow's comments yesterday that, that were circulating around the internet? I'm paraphrasing no. because I don't remember exactly what it was, but he essentially was quoted as saying, like, I've never lost in my entire career from high school through college. I'm not a loser. Uh-oh. Like something, Uh-oh. something along the Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yes. Oh, no. I hope Baker heard it. That, and it's like, if that were Baker Mayfield, like, the the entire conversation would be, like, how cocky he is. So, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that is about to be a rival quarterback within the division. And it's not like, you know, you're going into a crap division. You know what I mean? Like, you have... You have Baker, and then you got Lamar Jackson. Did you guys see his tattoo, by the Wait, way? what? Lamar has no. a tat? What is it? Oh, it's like please, a big tattoo. Please don't tell me that tat. it's uh, please please don't tell me it's a uh, picture of his mistress, or or is that only RG three? Oh, he would never. He would never. My son would never do that. No, it's sorry. Like, I just I had I, <laughs> I had I had to take I like my day is not complete if I don't take a dig at RG three. So. I raised him better than this. So he has this tattoo and it's like, um, I forget what it says in the middle of it, is but it, it has to your chest. purple. Is it like on his chest? Yeah. No, I'm not just pointing to my boobs for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. No, he has a tattoo. It's like, it's his entire chest and it has like purple feathers and it, it says truss, which, you know, I don't know. And then, <laughs> I, someone's name, I think it says Felicia on it, so I don't know if that's his mom. What? Like, his real mom, not me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say Brittany's mom. What if, what if his, I know, what if his tattoo said Brittany on it? I would, I would actually just die. <laughs> if it, if he had a tattoo that said Brittany, I'd be like, all right, I'm, you know what? COVID, take me. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm good to go. COVID, take the wheel. <laughs> take it. But yeah. So where was I going with that? Oh, like the division. So you have Baker, you have Lamar, um, whatever they're doing in Pittsburgh. I don't want to talk about them. But, um, you know, to say something like that, say, oh, I've never lost. You know, I'm not a loser, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're you're probably going to Cincinnati, dude. So get ready. Like, this isn't going to be an easy road for you, I don't think. Yeah. Not that he gets Joe Burrow, but. I don't know. He's talking that talk already. Talking that talk. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like it. Mm -mm. I don't like it either. I kind of. I kind of like it, but for a weird reason. And like I said, I hope that uh, Baker Mayfield heard it because if he heard it, I'm sure that's going to get him like, hey, no, like you're not going to beat me in my house kind of thing. So that's the only reason why I like it is that, uh, you know, Chippy Baker is the best Baker. So if we're giving Baker a reason to be Chippy, then I like those comments because it's going to it's going to get him all fired up. He's already fired up on his Peloton. Yeah, I know. Well. Okay, but but Meredith, like I have to point out, do you remember last year when we kept making excuses for Baker? <laughs> and like, well, me, I don't know if ed- everyone else was, but I was making excuses for Baker like, oh, this is really going to rile him up. And did you hear what so-and-so said? Yeah. Like now he's going to have a revenge week. And like every <laughs> I week I kept waiting and waiting for that moment to happen. And it never happened. Listen, uh, it's going to be revenge season. Yeah, already, it is. We've already coined that. <laughs> Get ready. Well, we're going to blame Freddie Kitchens for all of that last year uh, because Freddie Kitchens was the water that kept putting out Baker's fire. Yeah, I've already blamed Freddie for everything, so you're right. Yeah. You're right. That might be our next t-shirt, Jenna. Hashtag blame Freddie. Freddie. (laughs) It's warranted. It's warranted. Well, guys, so in other news for the Browns, 
Mm. I don't know if you guys know this. You probably got. You probably don't know this, but there's some uniforms being released tomorrow, aka today. Are there? Four fifty. What? Wait, wait, we do. Yeah, you guys. Didn't, you, you guys didn't catch oh my that. God. I haven't nope. heard anything about this. Wow. I have not seen anything on Twitter. I haven't seen any fan renderings. I haven't fan seen renderings. any fans who claim. <laughs> I haven't seen any fans who claim that they have sources saying, "Oh, you guys are going to be really happy tomorrow." I've seen none of that. <gasps> yeah, so this was clearly sarcasm because I am so sick of hearing about the uniforms, and I'm so sick of people like. I mean, recently. Some of the uniforms, designs that I've seen, I'm like, wow, like what, who has time to do this stuff? But also like props to the people that do have time because I have to give you credit, like that's very creative and um, I wouldn't be able to do that. So it's in a weird way, I'm annoyed, but I'm also like, wow, that is impressive. Yeah, Photoshop's not easy. I've tried it before um, and I can do very basic limited things um thank god for instagram filters because if not i'd be screwed <laughs> no let me tell you something so i had to go into the office today right because you know essential employee here but i i've actually i've been working from home for the past like week now but i had to go in there today so and the reason i had to go in there is because they have a mac there and i just have like regular pc and i had to use photoshop to <laughs> listen oh god I had I had to take two pictures because I work for uh, like a daycare center, like a learning center. I had to. What I'm doing is, you know, remember those games where it's like spot the difference between the two pictures. Yes. yes. Okay. So my whole project Five, six differences. Yeah. Yes. My whole project was I took a picture from like our Facebook page, like you know, a classroom or something, and then I would use Photoshop to like edit things out of it. Honest to, and it was five, five items that I was taking out of this photo. <laughs> it took me three hours to do this. And my, my boss, she was sitting across from me and she's a graphic designer. So I was like, Hey, can you come over here and help me? It took her like probably maybe five minutes to do what it took me to do in five hours or three hours. So guys, I've never, ever, ever respected designers and graphic designers more than I do today specifically because I don't know how you do it. And these people that get on there, like, you know, they, they share all these pictures on Twitter of all these like real intricate uniforms yeah. and for really no reason other than, hey, this is something that I like. Let me share it and see if, if you like my design. Like, you know, this isn't actually a uniform. But these people that spend so much time doing this, I'm like, man. You guys are my heroes. Yeah, when we talked about it last week, do you guys, when, when the tease came out where it was like super dark and you couldn't mm -hmm. really catch anything, one of one person literally took a shot frame by frame, snapped a photo, and then I don't know what he did in Photoshop or how he did it, but he like lifted the light off to identify. Oh, I did that. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Wait, you like did that today or like you did that for the uniform? Yeah, no, I did that a couple of days ago when they, okay, when, oh, um, Brittany. when J <laughs> JW, he tweeted out yeah. the picture of just like the still shot of the uniform in like black. So what I did was I went on, I have this app on my phone. It's like, it's, it's Adobe light shop. And I was, I didn't share it. Cause I just wanted to know for my own sake. So I, I <laughs> this app and I like lightened it so I could see, you know, what it looked like. And I mean, I think I have a pretty good idea of what it looks like now, but I am one of those creepy people secretly who says, oh, I don't care about uniforms, but really I, I liked it. So I can looks like. I was going to say, if, if you had admitted this in last week's episode, you would have had like a million people in your DMs to be like, tell me, like, tell me what color it is. What does it look like? Are there stripes? Are there no stripes? What are the numbers? Um, well, okay. So. I know we've kind of been dogging on this over the past few weeks, but I also have to admit that like, I'm probably going to buy a Jersey and I don't even wear jerseys, you guys. So like, <laughs> I don't know what's come over me, but now I have like, I have major FOMO number one. That's like one where I feel like this, these have been hyped up so much that now I have to buy one. Um, yeah. And like I said, I don't typically wear jerseys and I, I even if I buy one, I might not wear it. Um, so like, 
I don't know what's happening with me, but I will give the Browns credit because they are donating the proceeds to frontline workers of COVID-19. So props to them for doing that. And that actually may push me over the edge into buying one because at least I know my dollars are going to a very good cause. So I do like that um, from what they're doing there. Uh, But it just like it brought me back to the last time that I owned a jersey was my mom bought me both of the jerseys that I own. So I never actually purchased one for myself. And she got me Mm -hmm. Jordan Cameron and Brady Quinn. So those two jerseys are currently still. I I told you, I thought I was going to marry him. I still think I'm going to marry him. Did I am? Did I tell you guys my my cousin had a son the year Brady Quinn uh, played? Oh gosh, when was it? I can't I can't remember if it was his senior year in college or his uh, first year in the NFL. But she had a kid. And she named him Brady after Brady Quinn. And I think since then, I think she's like lied to him about the origin of his name. He's like twelve now, and I want to be like, hey, Brady, I really want to tell you why your mom named you Brady. I named my dog Brady. <laughs> FYI. Yes. So my dog is Brady. Dog. Um, he's thirteen. Uh, so you know that that time coincides when Brady was the starter for the Browns but so I lived in Columbus I went to Ohio State and this was post-graduation Brady Quinn was from the Dublin Ohio area and he always went to Bonefish Grill (laughs) oh god so I used to try to like strategically plan out with my girlfriends like let's go to Bonefish Grill in Dublin Ohio (laughs) like what (laughs) who goes to Dublin Ohio like to go out where where is Dublin? Is it like Dublin central? Dublin is like a super rich city, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much all the suburbs of Columbus are like rich suburbs. Okay. Okay. But it's it's essentially, yeah. I think it's, I actually don't remember my um, Columbus geography anymore. I want to say that it is west, <laughs> northwest. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'll have to I'll have to Google it because I've been living in Ohio for three years. And to me, if it's not Cleveland, Columbus or Cincinnati, it it's just like blank. I mean, oh, it even parts me. of Youngstown. And Youngstown. Hello. Well, how many, how many times have I asked you, like, where's Youngstown again? And I like have to have you explain to me like yes. exactly where it is. Yes. Yeah. She's like, is it by independence? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, since I've been to like the Cavs practice facility, so I know independence. And since I've been to um, the Browns practice facility, I know Berea. And that's it. Bree, yeah. do you remember Brady Quinn's first start with the Browns? Oh God. Brittany, we've talked about this on the show. Like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> oh my do, gosh. Do you remember? I'm impressed. Oh, I remember. I couldn't even you know remember the hilarious? Browns Jets game. I have the absolute worst memory of anyone I know, but I remember everything about Brady Quinn's first start. Okay, enlighten me. Enlighten me. Okay, it was a Thursday night game, and this was back when Thursday night football was, like, only on NFL Network, and we didn't have NFL Network. So I had – that morning I woke up, and I had a giant sty on my eye. Okay? So I was like – but I have to watch Brady. You know, I I had to. It was his first start. So I went, I got like ointment for it, which let me tell you, ointment for like a sty on your eye is not like clear. It's like this cruddy mess that you put on it. So like I was with my boyfriend at the time and we went out to watch it because I was dead set. I was not going to miss this for anything in the world. And I was dead. So we we went and I was sitting there and I I couldn't wear contacts, obviously. So I was sitting there, you know, looking like a homeless person with my glasses on. And these were before we had cute glasses, too. So I was like, you know, sitting there like this, (laughs) these giant spectacles on my face with this giant sty on my eye. And we were watching on a big screen. And I was like, this is it. This is everything I've ever wanted. With a sty on my eye. That's it, and all this crud, so I could barely see him because this, this crud like masks your entire eye. I should have just been wearing a patch, honestly. But that was, 
It was a magical moment. I still remember. So this is why you remember it because you had the sty, which was clearly like that. Clearly was ingrained in your memory. It's the sty. That was the highlight. That was the highlight of this entire story. Was the sty on my eye and the crud in it. So I heard Brady Quinn. He's on um, different networks now, right? Like he does. Like his hair is prettier than mine. His face might be prettier than mine. I don't know. He looks very like plasticky these days. Um, Yeah. But he was on. Do you think he got some work done? Maybe a little bit, but he. Okay. <laughs> he was on a Sirius XM radio show one night when I was driving home and I was listening, and they were taking live callers as they usually do. And I tried to call in, and I was gonna tell him that I named my dog after him, and I was like, "No, whoa, calm down. Like this actually might be like a step too far, and he might be super creeped out by that." So <laughs> I did. I did not go through with it, but I. There was, there was a period of my life where I literally just stalked Victor Martinez. (laughs) (laughs) I've never told anyone this, but I'm going to tell you about it. So I was in high school and he was going to, um, a home for, I don't even want to say it, like people, like a community home. He was going to a community home to sign autographs. And my friend, who I was in high school with, we left school early to go see him at this community home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say what it was because it's, it'll make me sound far worse than I already do. But um, yeah, and like anytime he was at like an autograph session or anything, like uh, we would just show up. <laughs> I spent way too many hours stalking Victor Martinez. <laughs> this is slightly better than my Brady Quinn and Bonefish Grill, just by the way. Except you actually had some pride, and you're like, you know what, Brie, I gotta stop. I was like, no, full force. <laughs> Let's show up wherever this guy is and stalk him. Oh, my oh. God. I'll share, I'll, I'll share, like, an awkward athlete encounter. So, um... When I lived in DC, one of the bars where all the Washington Capitals hung out was right by my house. So um, I that wasn't my hangout bar because of that. It was just a coincidence. So there was one night I was there and I was drunk off my ass and Marcus Johansson walks in with his parents and they were just going for dinner. But because I'm there and I'm drunk, I'm like, he's coming out to drink because normally when I saw him there, he was out with other guys on the team to to drink and have a good time, but they had um, a playoff clinching game the next day against the Boston Bruins, and so my friends had to hold me back because I started to like storm him and his parents to tell him to go home and get some rest because they had a big game. Like I was getting drunk and like trying to yell at him, they had to like hold me back and drag me to the other side of the bar <laughs> because I was just like, "You have to play tomorrow. You can't be out partying." But he 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 was. Uh, He's just having dinner with his parents. <laughs> I have no idea how we got here to these like stopping uh, slash celebrity <laughs> encounters, but I guess it was the know. Browns uniforms where I. It was. Okay. It's what they do to you. Ooh, yeah, these uniforms, man. Um, so guys, I have I have a question to ask. Like, if I do invest in a jersey, which I feel like there's no question that I will tomorrow because I just mm-hmm. get peer pressured into things. I don't know which player I even get. Like, who do I get? Like, who is safe at this moment in time? I'd say... Go ahead. I'd say Baker's safe. Yeah, I don't think they're going to... I think his leash is long, and and they're going to give him time. And honestly, I think he's going to have a really great year, assuming there is a year. Um, Who else is... I'd say Miles Garrett's pretty safe. I know. I really really like Nick Chubb, and I want... Yeah, I... He's... I'd like to think he was safe. Yeah. I mean, the problem with Chubb is like when his contract is up, Baker's contract will also be up. And so they'll have to think about that. And then they're also going to have Miles Garrett to pay on top of that. So there's like, we want to keep Nick Chubb. We should for sure do, but running backs have a short lifespan. And when you have other very important key players on the team, like your defensive back, like your quarterback, those are the guys you have to pay first. So um, I don't know if they'll sell past players. Like you'd be, I mean, Thomas. you're, you're one. Yeah, exactly. That was what I was going to say. Your 100% safe bet is to get a number 73. So 
Oh, uh, if I don't know if they'll sell Bernie Kosar one, man, uh, that's like no question. Bernie Kosar. For sure. Bernie. Bernie, Bernie. <laughs> that would be a good yeah, one. Yeah, and I, when we were when we were doing hot mics on Thursday, we watched the Browns um, Jets game. You guys were obviously both there. We had someone pipe in, in the comments asking a question, and this is a debate that we brought up before, um, or that other people have talked about, and um, it goes to like who is allowed to wear jerseys? Because he was asking the question like, is it okay for like a grown man to be wearing an NFL player's jersey? And this is another debate that I think people struggle with or have very different differing mm -hmm. opinions on um yes my husband is not a jersey man at all he did buy like a super vintage jim brown jersey that has like three quarter sleeves and honestly it's like the hottest material ever like i don't actually know how mm -hmm. anyone, anyone can wear it and not sweat so i wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that too like what who do you think should be wearing jerseys do you guys care i i honestly don't care I have a real problem when people say people over a certain age, that argument specifically, like people over, you know, whatever, shouldn't wear jean shorts or, you know, <laughs> like I, this is America guys, do whatever the hell you want. If you want to wear a jersey, wear a damn jersey. You know what I mean? Especially like on a game day, if you're going to spend all this money, go, you know, going to see the Browns freezing your ass off. Like if you want to wear a damn Jersey, wear a damn Jersey. Right. I'm with you, especially at games, but like what bothers me about jerseys and like, I would say this is mostly like Pittsburgh Steelers people. I feel like those types of fans and I'm stereotyping. I, I get, I get it. I feel like they wear their jerseys to like church and like baptism. Maybe don't funerals. make me laugh. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> No, that's true though. A, a really good friend of mine uh, from back home. He's from Pittsburgh, and yeah, anytime we weren't at work, uh, he was he he had a either a Steelers jersey or a Penguins jersey. Yeah. Like he he wore a lot of jerseys. Yeah, the Yinzers. I mean, I, I work with a lot of them, and I see a lot of jerseys. Like they wear them to church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pee myself. Oh, you might have to. You might have to. Oh god. I'm sorry, Brent. Brent, you can take a pause. We can take a pause if you have to pee, and we'll pick back up. The Chase Down Podcast presents A City of Champions, a seven-part series chronicling the Cavs' 2016 NBA championship. With help from fans who cheered against us, reporters who covered it, and the players who watched it, we'll take you game by game through the most improbable 3-1 comeback in championship history. Be sure to subscribe to the Chase Down Podcast to relive the greatest series we've seen in our lifetimes. One dribble steps back, puts up a three, won't go, rebound tip taken by Spades, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions once again! The Cavaliers are NBA champions! The series begins Thursday, April 9th. Okay. All right, guys, we're back. Um, we're back. <laughs> thanks, Brittany. For... I'm really happy you didn't pee your pants on live <laughs> stream. You almost made me. Um, that's that's for the OnlyFans account. Yeah, uh, peeing of the pants <laughs> and wearing robes. This is what we do on live stream. Listen, I saw some girl. She made like eighty thousand dollars in like three months. Wait, what? Oh, from what? Peeing? It had no, no, not for peeing. <laughs> I was like, oh, sign me up. I'm in. <laughs> I don't know what she was. It was like one of those OnlyFans thing. And it made me like, I was like, what are these people doing? And then I looked up OnlyFans. I was like, all right, never mind. <laughs> but for a second, is. I thought about it. I was like, what is this? And, you know, too much for me. All right. So yeah. I think we can move on from the uniforms. We're all going to know soon enough. I've heard that they are releasing them at noon. So I will be at the edge of my seat waiting for these uniforms to release. So we're going to talk about the MLB. Um, not much to talk about here. However, um, we did touch on a little bit that baseball could be played um, as early as May in Arizona with no fans. So there have been no updates on that. But we just couldn't let it slide that the Indians had the audacity today to tweet out that they still haven't lost in 2020. Crit, sound off. <laughs> Why me? <laughs> I mean, the Indians really just get under your skin, and I love hearing your takes on them and all things that they do. I, 
honest to God, I feel like there might they might be the most tone deaf organization from top to bottom that I've ever seen in my life. And it hurts me to my core that they're like this now because it wasn't always like this, but it feels like everything they do is just so tone deaf to the fans. Like they don't, they don't care about the fans at all. That's what I feel like as, as a fan, because I am still a fan of the team, but I just, Honest, nobody's winning in 2020. Are you winning right now? Is anyone in this chat winning right now? Based on my (laughs) today, no, I'm not. (laughs) So to say, well, we haven't lost. Look, come on, man. And I don't, you know, I don't want to like tear them apart and stuff, but they make it so easy, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, an organization charging for season tickets. For a season that, if it happens, is probably going to be in Arizona is not great because the Washington Nationals, uh, again, bias, they sent out letters uh, sometime in the past few days saying that they were going to suspend season ticket charges for for season ticket holders because they're like, there's there's no games happening right now. So we're pushing your next payment back to this date and then we'll reassess at that point, which is what every team should be doing Yeah, right now. Now the Indians have, to my knowledge, they haven't like put a halt on season ticket payments, have they? Uh, not that I know of. Last I saw, someone was tweeting um, that their March payment got taken out. So um, yeah, I don't so know. So you, they- you have, okay, so let me, let's just break this down for a second, guys. So you have, you know, Dan Gilbert, who, you know, is he decided he's going to pay for the wages of all the people that were working at um, Rocket Mortgage Field House, which is great. Um, you have the Haslam's and the Browns, like, you know, they're they're donating all their money from the new uniforms to the, the heroes, the people on the front line for the COVID thing. And the Haslam's, uh, Haslam's also, yes, yeah, they had that Haslam's, one and a half million dollars. Yes, they yeah. donated one and a half million dollars. What have the Dolans done? Other than take money from people, charge us that for a season that might not even take place. What have they done? Also, and I was trying to remember this, but we did start the preseason for uh, we did start spring training games, and the Indians definitely lost in spring training. As is, I don't think there was any team that was technically undefeated. So, like every baseball team has had some kind of technical loss. So that was just a factually incorrect tweet in the first place. You know what else they're going to so, lose, you yeah. guys? So I was scrolling through. Um, I was actually scrolling through hot mics to see what upcoming games were happening because we can stream games with you, um, with all of you guys again. And I noticed, I think I think it's MLB Network, but they are actually re-airing on Saturday <laughs> the entire 2016 World Series every single game like back to back to back to back so the indians about to take a big l because that might be the (laughs) most painful series to watch yeah i'm not doing that yeah like (laughs) honestly like no way that i want to relive that moment over and over again no that one hurt you know what they should play they should re-air um the game when they won what was it 22 straight yeah, they should air all 22 of those games. Ooh, yeah. I'd even yeah, take, like, fun. the, you know, like, the last win they had. That was a fun game. Yeah, I um, I was at win number 21 uh, of the 22-game win streak, and I'm telling you, that was probably – that and some of the ALDS games are, like, some of my favorite crowd moments at Progressive yeah. Field. Just, yeah. you know – Especially like I, I don't remember a lot of the specifics of that of that game that win twenty one, but I don't think they trailed at any point. So it was just the entire time people were just getting more and more excited as we were getting closer and closer to another win. It was just it was such a great game in yeah. you know, in all around. So I would yeah. I would definitely maybe they should play like the first win and then one or two of the best games from in the middle of the series. And then the last win, that'd be yeah. cool. That's like four games. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. It's a, a lot of content. Obviously like for the Cubs, this was obviously the drought breaker <laughs> world series. It just, as a Cleveland fan, it's obviously very painful to have to watch that, but also like at least the Cavs warriors, because like, imagine being a warriors fan right now, they have been replaying 2016 NBA finals. Like, 
over and over again. So imagine being a Warriors fan mm -hmm. or a player and that being slammed down your throat. Because obviously for us, that's amazing to rewatch an experience. But as a Warriors fan, no way am I tuning in to rewatch that series at all. Did the Warriors still have fans? No. <laughs> Actually, actually, <laughs> that's the question. Actually, Aisha Curry, I think, is still a fan. Aisha, but I will. I <laughs> I do have to give Steph Curry props. I don't know if you guys saw this over the weekend. He FaceTimed a nurse um, in California who is a huge fan of his, and he talked with her for like I think five minutes straight. She it, it was kind of super cheesy. She wears his jersey to work um, as a nurse, like Aww. underneath her scrubs, and like wears his Curry sixes. Um, I thought that was really sweet. And I, as much as Steph Curry annoys me, I do have to give him credit for being a pretty decent human. Yeah, no, that's nice. <laughs> I spun that around on you. I'm sorry, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. God, <laughs> uh, Kevin Durant's burner account. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah. that was the best thing that came out of um, the Warriors is Kevin Durant being exposed. <laughs> but then you know what else came out of that after kevin durant got exposed for having the burners then came this kevin durant on twitter who did not give a shit about anything so like he would just have, have do you guys follow kevin durant i do but i feel like i never actually I see so. his tweets he's hilarious like the way he just calls people out now it is it's very entertaining i recommend everyone follow kevin durant we'll have to check him out now yeah, yeah. Yes. Go, go smash that follow button once we're done recording. Yeah, he really did a good job after he was exposed to just own himself for being like the Twitter troll that he is. Yeah. And I'd I love appreciate it. appreciate that. Good for him. Yes. All right, guys. Well, I think we uh, we're wrapped up here so we can turn to the chat now. And I think I think you guys are having fun on our chat, but we can open this up to ask me anything, any topics you guys um, are interested about so please feel free I know that um, everyone has opinions on the uniforms um, yes. and being excited about that and nobody wants to re-watch um, the Indians World Series just FYI no okay so Brittany yeah and you're getting pressured from Jenna to share your Atlanta story whatever that is didn't I tell this story before when I fell on the stands oh you I don't might think have. so I think I did. And my did you butt was on like the Jumbotron. Wait, no, you did day. not share this. No, you shared this when you fell down the escalator. That is not this. Oh, okay. No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I feel like I may have heard this story, but not on the podcast. Okay. So. Well, this is uh, Victor Martinez's story. Oh. <laughs> this is when we actually fell in love. This is our love story. Are you guys oh, ready? Oh, boy. Okay. You literally fell. Oh, so. uh, yeah. But that's... That comes later. So we were in Atlanta. And first of all, w when we were driving there, we saw a man. Have you ever seen anyone with elephantitis? Wait, is this the ball sack? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like it does occur on there. Wait, wait, wait. But wait. it can occur other places too. Oh, okay. My boyfriend and I saw on his ball sack. <laughs> It's a really good thing you peed. <laughs> you had to get surgery. Did you see it? Did you see it? Were you horrified? I know. It was, all, it was like the first ball suck I saw. I just thought it was normal. <laughs> you thought it was normal? <laughs> stadium we saw a guy with elephantitis of his leg okay which it has nothing to do with any of the story but I, it's just a part of the story that i remember vividly and then once we got to the stadium uh we're walking around mind you i was like six no i was 17 maybe around there 16 17 underage and um you know we're walking around having a good time it was me, Jenna, my sister, and my brother. 
and uh you know we're sitting there and then all of a sudden i have somebody's shorts on it says ohio state or buckeyes or something and i see my shorts on this giant jumbotron and i was like hey buckeyes fan then i'm like oh my god that's my ass (laughs) (laughs) so some pervy cameraman thought it was cool to put it like a 16 year old butt on the jumbotron oh god yeah so then oh this is where me and victor fall in love we were sitting in like the outfield and he was doing long toss and um he was like pretty close to us he was in um left field and uh i was like I, i wasn't even doing anything i was just sitting there and he looks over and he has a ball in his hand, and he's like, you know, do you want this ball? And I was like, <gasps> Victor Martinez asked me about this ball. So I was like, yeah. Do you like to find so which ball, Victor? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Elephant type this one. <laughs> oh, my God. So like after he was dumping in long toss, he, like, called me down to come get the ball. And I was like, yes. So I walked down there. And, you know, he throws me the ball and it's all fine. We fell in love. We had like a connection in that moment. And then after that, I was walking back up. And because like I was like floating in that moment, I didn't realize what I was doing. And I was walking on top of the chairs in the stands. So like I was so happy. I just fell right through the chair. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone in the section starts laughing, and I'm just sitting there like, because I have all my Victor Martinez. That's all that mattered. Oh, Brittany. Oh, yeah. So that was the moment that we fell in love. It was a good story. Thanks for uh, bringing that up, Jenna. Yeah. one who uh, brought that story up. Yeah. That took a, I'm sorry that I like totally derailed. <laughs> I'm, so I'm so glad I mentioned the guy with elephantitis of his leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like props to whoever in the comment section um tweeted or posted the nut emoji it's well played well played well played by you i was having a hard time keeping it together so okay oh, so before it before that happened um we got a couple of other questions here so um draft next week are we going live that's a great question gary um i have to check our hot mic schedule to see if we can go live and stream this thing i'm Mm. assuming we should be able to yeah we should be i don't know like how invested in this draft are you two i just want to like you provide commentary (laughs) because you might have to carry this we could just yeah we could just tell stories we just need to see pick number 10 and then we can log off right we're not going to stick around after that yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think unless they really... trade down. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, because I heard, uh, I heard the uh, trade down to get Ezra Cleveland uh, this week. That was a. Uh, oh. That was a draft expert. So yeah, now they're saying. I mean, I just, I want Isaiah Simmons so bad. I am so hung up on him that if anything else other than Isaiah, like I'm going to be hung up on Isaiah Simmons until he gets taken, which I hope is at number ten. Um, but yeah, no, he's just like he's who I want, especially with um, with Andrew Barry beefing up that offensive line during free agency. I mean, I'm sure because here's the thing is that there's a lot of offensive linemen in this year's draft, and I know that the Browns have a second round pick. So even if so, if Isaiah Simmons is available at ten and they take him, that doesn't mean that they're not going to have lineman options in the second round of the draft. Like, I think that, you know, because who who was it that John Dorsey got in a late round and everyone was like, oh, that was such a good pick. That was a suit. Was it Greedy Williams? I can't remember, but I think it was Matt last year Wilson. he got it a late round. Wilson, I think. It was Matt yeah, Wilson. Everybody yes, kept falling. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So that's kind of what I, what I want to see happen is to see one of these offensive linemen fall to the second round so we can take Isaiah Simmons at 10 and then get a, a tackle later i realized that when you just started talking about the draft i totally skipped over the signing of our new safety in the rundown <laughs> so, oh yeah so sorry guys we didn't even talk about we that. got a safety guy do we have two pete smith is in the chat <laughs> well, he can baby steps Bree. <laughs> baby steps we're getting there yeah i mean i i have been pretty open in saying that i do feel like we need defense 
defense, defense. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. All the focus has been on left tackle and the offensive line, which rightfully so. We we definitely need to fill that gap, especially um, if we want to make sure that Baker succeeds this year. I would say that the scheme is going to be built around him and hopefully help out. But um, I haven't heard anything outside of like left tackle. Like that's where all the focus has been at number 10. So if the Browns do something different, it's going to be interesting. Really interesting. Did, did you see when Andrew Barry was like, um, and I, I didn't read the article, but like I saw headlines of it where he says something along the lines of, it doesn't matter if it's left tackle, right tackle, like they're all tackles or something. Yeah, he said that in his uh, conference call. Was it on? I think it was. Was it yesterday? God, these days just bleed together. I know. You know, know. even though, like, I was on that conference call and I can't remember if it was yesterday or last week. But yeah, he he was saying that he thinks the transition between left and right, or I guess the difference between the left and the right tackle is kind of an old school definition, and that in the way that today's NFL is played that the right and left are a little more interchangeable. He didn't really seem to think that Jack Conklin would have any issue if he moved him to left, um, especially since he played left in college. So it's not something that is out of the realm of possibility for him. So I think that was sort of the, um, I think that's sort of where he was going with that was that, you know, Jack Conklin got moved from left to right when he was drafted to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm sure they'll probably want to take someone who specifically played the left side in college, but, and and I've heard different people say different things about the left versus right tackle. I've heard, you know, some people say, oh, it's uh, a difficult transition. Andrew Barry doesn't think that it is that difficult of a transition. So I think that was sort of where he was going of, you know, just saying like, okay, well, we're going to target this tackle, this tackle, but you know, if we need to move Jack Conklin to left, if we draft our left tackle, you know, Jack Conklin can stay on the right. So yeah, that's sort of where he was going with that. Okay. And also, is there any other fan base outside of Cleveland and Tennessee that is that really knows and loves their left tackle? Like, if you picked out an Oakland fan, like any like, and not someone who's like deep into it or someone who covers the team, if you just picked like random Oakland fan in the stands, I should say Las Vegas now because it's the Raiders. But if you like random Raiders fan, random Chargers fan, like, are they going to know their left tackle? off the top of their head like that no like i say no yeah because i feel like because like joe thomas has been such a staple in cleveland and taylor luana such a staple in nashville like i feel like that these that these are the only two fan bases that are really really in tune with who the left tackle is so i think that's going to be even harder for whoever gets put in that position on the Cleveland Browns because it's not only you have to protect Baker, it's you also have to fill the shoes of Joe Thomas where, you know, in, in any other, like if you're down in Tampa Bay and you're a left tackle down there, it's not, Oh my God, you have to protect Tom Brady. You know, that's your only worry. You don't have to be like, Oh, I have to fill the shoes of this legendary left tackle. That's been in this position and is beloved in this town. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys catch any? Sounds yeah. Cool. Did you guys catch any other questions in there? I know someone was asking about what was in my mom's JC Penny bag. I don't know. Did you guys see my my mom? Yeah. <laughs> did you find out what's in there? No. So just to give some context around this, my mom sends a text yesterday to me and my sister, and it had a picture attached to it, and it just said, "Take a look at the date. Any guesses as to who this was for?" So my sister responds immediately, said, "Is this real?" It was a picture of a J.C. Penny like shipment bag, and the date was circled, and it said March twentieth, nineteen ninety, and it was from the J.C. Penny oh catalog gosh. distribution center. Because I was like, this was before like online purchases existed. This was legit a catalog purchase. You remember when you had to purchase from catalogs? Yes, I am. Um, I'm yes. embarrassed. I'm embarrassed at how many things I ordered out of Adelia's catalog. Oh my god, I love Delia's. Yes. So this was clearly for my birthday because my birthday is on April 2nd and my sister's is March 5th. So this would have been past my sister's birthday. And I said, okay, so open the bag. What is in it? Maybe I can give it to my daughter now and it'll be this like nice momentous occasion. She responds back and was like, I know what's in the bag. I'm not telling you, you still don't need it. You didn't need it then and you don't need it now. So I'm still completely 100% in the dark, but this is the same mother. And I love you, mom, by the way. This is the same mother that bought a Cabbage Patch doll to give my sister on her 16th birthday. I don't know. It's like this special collector's edition. My sister still does not own that doll. (laughs) (laughs) 
She sent us a picture of that too in the box. Just FYI. And my mom was trolling my sister and I hardcore yesterday. Oh my God. Now my mom is my favorite person. <laughs> I, really I want to know, know what's in the bag. bag. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I know. Is it going to? No. I'm going to keep pressing. I'll let you guys know if I find out what's in the bag. Listen, I'm going to tweet her. Yes. Yes. Be like, what's in <laughs> like, that JCPenney Please Penny tell bag. me what's in the bag. You can just yeah. DM <laughs> be like Geraldo Rivera and uh, open what was it uh, Al Capone's vault <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be the JC Penny bag <laughs> oh my goodness um someone asked earlier in the chat who's more biased Brit for Lamar or Mayor for all of DC sports oh guys that is tough <laughs> listen so- it's not really that tough because let me tell you why there are two days a year where I do not cheer for Lamar Jackson. Are there two days a year where you do not cheer for DC sports? No, I cheer for them 365. But here's the thing, and here's going to be my defense. I was born and raised in DC. So for you, know, you the Cleveland fan who was born and raised in Cleveland, if your job takes you to another city, are you going to stop being loyal to the Browns? No, like I'm not, I love the Browns and I love Cleveland and I love Cleveland sports and I'm, and I've surpassed my three year mark in Ohio, which is the longest I've ever lived in any single city in my adult life. Um, or at least have been at the same job. So, um, you know, and I, I, I love Cleveland, but you know, I'm never going to not be a DC sports fan. So, I mean, Right. When you lived in North Carolina, did you love the Browns and the Cavs and the Indians any less? No, I did try to like the Panthers for a minute. <laughs> um, I really did because, you know, obviously I'm a fan of Cam Newton. Yeah. I say obviously like everyone just knows that, but you should know that by now. If you know anything about me, I love Cam Newton. Um, and you'd think that that would like translate. Like, okay. I like, I love the quarterback. So I'm going to like this team. It just never felt right. And this was during a point where I wasn't even watching the Browns because, you know, there was the Johnny Manziel era and then all the crap that happened after that. And I was like, bleh. And, um, you know, I didn't get super involved again with the Browns until, number one, Deshaun Kaiser was drafted. And then when I moved back to Ohio, I was like, okay, like I could watch them every Sunday now. It's great. But, yeah, for a while there, I didn't even I didn't even really watch the Browns in North Carolina too much. Um but I couldn't, even when I wasn't watching them, I still couldn't actively cheer and get excited for the Panthers, which was a shame. Because they went to the Super Bowl one year when I was living down there, too, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I know. I had my chance to get out of this fandom, and I did not take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so I feel like I feel like my fandom is justified because it's, you know, it's hometown loyalty. Like, what's more Cleveland than that? Yeah. You know, being loyal to your hometown. Um Someone asks, uh, which title meant more, the Capitals or the Nationals? Uh, I'm going to say the Capitals because um, that was really – hockey was – so hockey is the sport that kind of brought my mom and my dad together, and so that's got a really special place for me. It was you know, probably the first sport that I ever remember really being in love with. And for the Capitals, they they were the first ones to win um, – to win a title in DC. So that's, that's sort of what would made that special, but it's, it's really hard. I would say it's like the Capitals more special, but like by like a fraction of a hair because the, the nationals winning and beating the cheat and cheat and Astros was also very special. Cheat and cheat and Astros. Cheat and cheat and Astros. Do we have any other questions? Well, yeah. Keep those questions coming. I mean, Michael. Hold on. Kay had one earlier. Let me see if I can find it. Where is it? She is friend of the show. She said, had a friend who asked a good question. If the off-season program isn't what it normally is, should the Browns go after a veteran left tackle rather than drafting one early and having him start day one? Hmm. I mean, I still think the Browns will need to draft a left tackle. But I have stayed true in that I don't feel like it needs to be at number 10. And I know I'm in the minority with that take. But I'm going to say it. I'm going to continue to say it. But then people argue with me that, okay, if you don't take one at 10, well, the argument is still take one at 10 and then take one later in the round. F that. Sign a veteran. Get one later. 
Yeah, I've heard a lot of really good things about um, Trent Williams, but I'm also a little wary that he hasn't, he didn't play a snap last year. Um, and I think for Peters from Green Bay, uh, I haven't heard anywhere near as many good things about him as I had uh, about Trent Williams. So I think if they're going to sign a veteran, it should be Williams. And I don't think it's ever really a bad idea to sign a veteran, especially if you do the Andrew Berry special, which is what I'm calling it, where he signs them on one-year contracts. You know, that's sort of what he did this year. He's signing everybody on one-year contracts. So if we can get Trent Williams on the Andrew Berry special, like, go for it. I think that's a great idea. The Andrew Berry special. Yeah. I like it. All right, guys. Should we wrap it up? Should we wrap it up? This was fun. Yeah, this I think fun. we're good. It was fun. That my, was a lot of fun. Yeah, my flub at the very time. beginning. This went off quite <laughs> flawlessly, and I started sweating um, <laughs> during the elephantitis conversation. So I'm glad you guys all got to witness that live. I don't know if I'll ever live that down. <laughs> That was tremendous. All right, guys. So thank you all for tuning in with us live. For those that watched on Tuesday night, for all of our Wednesday download listeners, um, be sure to download us on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Please rate and review us um, on those platforms. We love to hear your feedback and your commentary. It was great interacting with you guys and seeing your comments live and in the flesh. We will have to do this again, and we'll keep you posted on If we live stream the draft, we will be the first to let you know. So thank you guys again, and we will hopefully see you all soon. If not, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Yay. Bye.